0: good guys and what the hell was that (laughs) oh my goodness so we won but that game made absolutely no sense um i've just honestly been trying to wrap my head around what happened and what my thoughts are and just kind of what we can gleam from that win over Green Bay. Cause it made no sense. Like we scored zero offensive touchdowns and won a playoff game. Like that that literally makes zero sense. Um Emotionally, that game was crazy too. Because the first drive of the game, like, <clears throat> you know, they come out and they just Green Bay, they walk down the field like it's nothing. And they score a touchdown and I, I was like, oh, great. Well, that's obviously not good. Um, but, you know, then another part of me was like, hey, you know what? Have faith in D'Amico. Because this defense has been so good at making adjustments. And this is a 60-minute game. We're we're only a couple minutes into the game. So, you know, they've got their drive. They've scored. Make your adjustments. Figure it out. And then they did. And from that point on, the defense just they shut everything down it was like they couldn't do anything and the turning point for the defense i think was after that first drive on their i believe it was their second drive when fred warner forced the fumble and let me let me pull it up here actually um fred warner Yeah, it was on their second drive. Fred Warner forces the fumble. And from then on, Green Bay had zero offense. So after the forced fumble, listen to these offensive drives by Green Bay. Four yards, punt. One yard, punt. 20 yards, punt. And then to end the half they got 75 yards it was that one busted play where uh Aaron Jones leaked out on like a wheel route and Jimmy Ward was in a cover two and he just didn't see him he was looking at I think he was keeping an eye on Devontae Adams and very unlike Jimmy Ward blew his assignment Uh, Rogers had that really deep pass And luckily Jaquiski Tart just made a hell of a play coming from the opposite side of the field to tackle him. And then we hold up there in the red zone there in the red zone. Nick Bosa with the strip sack. They have to spike the ball to kill the clock. They attempt a field goal. And we block the field goal. In the second half, they had punt, six yards punt. They had a field goal. 57 yards, field goal. They had a block punt that we got a touchdown. Then they got four yards and a punt. So that second drive, it was like they had, what what would you call it? Like one successful drive after that where they got 50 yards and a field goal. Like the defense was incredible. And as incredible as the defense was, the offense was equally bad the offense had nothing going like listen, listen to how bad our offense was on our drives minus six yards, punt, zero yards, punt, minus one yard, punt, minus three yards, punt. What that, that is gross. And, uh, you know, I, you can blame a lot of different people on the offense. Um, I think Green Bay they sold out to stop the run. So they did a really god a really good job stopping the run. We were only averaging about three and a half yards a carry, which isn't great. Our longest run was use check for thirteen yards. Other than that, Mitchell and Samuel, their longest runs were eight, nine yards. Like we, we would did not get the run game going. Uh, We ended up averaging about 3.7 yards a run, which is okay. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play very well. He had 130 passing yards. He did have a couple drops, so there was a lot of drops that happened early on in the game. The first couple drives... Um, I think I remember that there was like three passes in a row where Jimmy hit a guy and just got dropped. There was a, had a drop Kittle dropped. What looked like it was going to be a touchdown, uh, if he would have caught it, but it just it hit him in the chest and that really hurt could have been a touchdown. And then Juwan Jennings also had a drop. So we had some drops right there that really hurt us early, but I mean, just the weather and everything, like, nothing, nothing was working on offense. Nothing. And then when we did finally, finally had a decent drive where we got down into the red zone, Jimmy picked that moment to throw a red zone interception. And that was when I was like, I I don't know how this game is going to end, but this, I don't, I don't think we can do anything offensively. And I was like, I don't, I literally don't know how we're going to win this game. So coming out in the second half, we end up having a decent drive to start the third quarter, which is good. It's one thing Shanahan likes to do is, um, basically double up, you know, score before the half and then score coming out of the half. So, luckily, we were able to get a field goal on the board coming out of the half. So, hey, you know what? That's a good thing. Got three total points. It's so crazy how this whole game, as bad as our offense was, it was never more than a one-touchdown game. Never. It was, at worst, a seven-point game. And then we had... They got their field goal. They go up 10. And then we had the turnover on downs. And I'm trying to remember exactly what the play was. Um, Yeah, I think that... uh, I don't remember exactly what happened, but... We ended up having a turnover on downs on 4th and 1. And it was another one of those things where... Shanahan, just do a QB sneak. Um... I just really don't like it when Shanahan tries to get overly cute on a fourth and one. Like, your quarterback is 11-11 or 12-12 of or whatever, undefeated on QB Sneak. So, I don't understand why he's so averse to it. (laughs) Point being, though, turnover on downs. And then, somehow, our special teams wins the game with the blocked punt for the touchdown just just crazy like go figure like the the thing that we've criticized so much this season special teams poetically special teams wins the game in green bay when it's 10 degrees the wind is blowing and it's snowing and we can't score an offensive touchdown. Special teams wins the game. It was just crazy. Like the, the the defense was so good. The special teams, just a couple plays that and then the offense not being able to do anything. It wasn't even the Jimmy was like horrible. Obviously, Jimmy had I would say probably three turnover-worthy throws. Um, he had, obviously, his turnover. He had that one really dangerous-looking one that uh, the Stokes, it looked like he could have picked off if he was looking for it. Probably had another one that could have been picked off. But he also had three drops by his receivers. And, I mean, shit, in that kind of weather, like, it's got to be pretty difficult to... I mean, honestly, like, I've never thrown a football when it's, you know... 10 degrees and snowing. So just, just crazy. And their defense played really well. Jimmy took four sacks. Um, but Yeah, just the game made no sense. It made no sense. Our defense though, I have to give so much credit just to our defense. Uh, Fred Warner, the forced fumble, just rallying the team. Probably had one of his best games of his career. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's making the adjustments. Uh, The fact that we were actually able to cover Devontae Adams and keep him from going off when we didn't even have our best corners out there. I mean, we had Dante Johnson covering Devontae Adams. And D'Amico Ryan's, he did a really good job of figuring out how to You know, whether it was bracketing him or whether it was rolling a safety over the top or switching the coverages up like pre and post snap so it looks like one thing and then it switches to another. And just defensively, it was a masterpiece. Just a masterpiece. I mean, the fact that you held Aaron Rodgers and the number one seed with one of the most one of the best offenses in the NFL to 10 points in a home game. Just, just incredible. It was so good. Just the way that the defensive line was attacking, they were harassing Rogers all game. He took five sacks. I think Eric Armstead, two sacks. Eric Armstead is on a tear. I think he had, He had two sacks this game. I think he had a sack or two last game. Eric Armstead has had five or six sacks over the last three games. Just awesome. And Nick Bosa, again, you know, two sacks. Have himself an incredible game. Just And the way that they were just stunting and twisting the defensive line and mixing up who's attacking who. D'Amico Ryans is just continues to amaze, and he has done such an incredible job as a rookie defensive coordinator, just how he's made adjustments this season, how he's coached things up, and how he's he's getting better throughout the season, and he's he's pulling out his best tricks now. Like, he is just now still pulling out some of his best defensive performances the further we get into the season against higher-level competition. It's awesome. Offensive lines don't know how to block our defensive line. They don't know who they're matching up against. They don't know who's going up against them. Credit Chris Kosarek. Uh, credit the defensive line for just swarming and confusing guys and getting hits and harassing the quarterback. The way that D'Amico is mixing up coverages on the back end, uh, the way that he's willing to change what he does based off of matchups, based on his personnel. This is definitely not a strict cover three we're going to line up cover three and we're going to make you beat our guys. This is very much like a a hybrid defense where we like cover three, but we also like cover two and sometimes we like to play man matching patterns and sometimes we like to play cover four, sometimes we'll play cover six. Uh, sometimes we're willing to bracket guys. Sometimes we'll send blitzes. Sometimes we won't. We'll give you different for, different defensive formations. Just it's it's so awesome seeing how much the D'Amico is willing to adjust his defensive game plan based on his personnel and based off of who he's going up against. And the offense is. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. And it scares me because I'm afraid that we're going to lose him because like this is, he's a rookie defensive coordinator and he's already getting coaching interviews. And obviously I want success for everyone, but geez, he just started. (laughs) So just the defense has been incredible. Um, and shout out to special teams. Specifically, specifically, I want to give a special shout out to Jordan Willis. Jordan Willis made both of the biggest special teams plays. So on the blocked field goal, Jordan Willis was the guy who pulled the blocker's arm down and out of the way so that Jimmy Ward could shoot that gap and block that field goal. If Jordan Willis didn't perfectly time that uh, that arm swipe, then Jimmy Ward doesn't block that field goal. So he did that. And then on the block punt, that was just Jordan Willis bulldozing a guy and running up and blocking it. And Jordan Willis did this when we found out that he had a high ankle sprain and he was questionable to play. Like that's what i'm saying like this game made zero sense and i love it and it's 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 just beautiful to think about what this team has went through and now where they are where they're going to be playing in the NFC championship they're one game away from the super bowl the narrative around Shanahan has now shifted from He's only made the playoffs once in four years. Maybe that was a fluke. How good is he actually? And now it's changing to he's made an NFC championship game twice in three years. Look at what he's doing with, and we're going to get to Jimmy, but look at what he's doing with an average quarterback. Shanahan is like, give me an average quarterback and we will go compete for a Super Bowl. And he pushed his chips in this year. He pushed all his chips in this year. He said, yeah, we're going to draft our quarterback of the future. But you know what? I'm sticking with Jimmy. Jimmy can take us to a Super Bowl. And we were all like, dude, really? Like, you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't spend three first rounders on a rookie and then sit him for an entire year and then keep the expensive average veteran quarterback here and expect that he's going to take you to a super bowl like that's that's just that's dreaming you know that's crazy talk and yet here we are and earlier on in the year when we went on that four game losing streak and remember we we started 2 and 0 and then we lost four games We started three and five. Three and five for the first half of the season. That's not how you want to start. Two and four. That is not how you want to start the season. And yet here we are NFC Championship game. There is something special about this team. And I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. I this season has made zero sense. It's like, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter who gets hurt. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. When the chips are down, this team will find a way to win. They will find a way to win. They want it more than you. They want it more than the other guy. They are willing to scratch and claw and bleed to win. They are willing to sacrifice themselves for the team in order to win. They have ultimate faith in themselves, in each other. It doesn't make any sense. We didn't score an offensive touchdown and we beat the Green Bay Packers in Lambo in a blizzard. That, that doesn't happen. We were down 17 points to the Rams at the end of the season about to be eliminated from the playoffs and we came back From a 17-point deficit to win in overtime to go to the playoffs beating our rival for the sixth time in a row. And then we went to Dallas to face the number one offense. And we held them to 17 points. And made it look easy for the first half. Like we dominated that game. And then we go to Green Bay versus Aaron Rodgers, who by the way, I don't know if you know this, he's still salty that we didn't draft him. Uh Aaron Rodgers is now 0 and 4 in the playoffs against the 49ers. So, we didn't draft him, obviously. Um, but he has given us four playoff wins. <laughs> and I think that the difference between the green Bay Packers and the Niners is kind of like the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. Aaron Rodgers is all about himself. He is, seems to be arrogant, aloof. Um, Everyone knows how talented he is. He has one of the most incredible arms you've ever seen. He can throw the ball in ways that nobody else can. But you also never hear people say about how good of a leader and teammate he is. It's always like, wow, look at that throw. Isn't it interesting, though, that he only had six passing yards to wide receivers not named Devontae Adams in this game? Why does he not develop relationships? It's the opposite of this team. This team is all about a team. It's not about one guy. It is you know what? We don't have the best quarterback. I can admit that. But damn it, does this team rally around each other? Like, I don't know if there's any other quarterback in the NFL that is more beloved by his teammates than Jimmy Garoppolo. And everybody knows, everybody sees that Jimmy Garoppolo sometimes makes dumb decisions with the football. And everybody knows that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have the strongest arm. And he's not the most mobile. And, you know, like, Jimmy is, he's an average quarterback. But, damn it, can he rally the team? Like, every single person on that team would die for Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy would do the exact same thing. And this team right now. Is just there's something about it where it's like the team is like, hey, you know what? We know this is Jimmy's last ride and Jimmy deserves a Super Bowl. And this team is willing to do whatever it takes in order for that to happen. And everybody is just rallying for each other, rallying for the cause. And you know what? Jimmy doesn't throw a single touchdown. Don't care. Fine, we'll score on special teams. You know what, Jimmy? Don't worry about it. We got you. We'll hold Green Bay to 10 points. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But something about this team, they are just willing to rally and claw and fight, and they will not give up until there are zeros on the board. And I just don't think other teams are willing to do that as much as they are. You look at the Rams and the Cowboys and the Packers, and they so much are similar. Those three teams especially, they, they kind of all seem similar in the sense of they're designed... To be passing teams. They have passing offenses. They have passing defenses. uh, And it's like high-flying, high-scoring, exciting, fun to watch. And freaking the Niners come in here. And they're like, I don't know, um, Rocky Balboa just getting punched in the face. And they're like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep punching. I am going to keep punching until I knock you out or the bell rings, but I will not stop. And this team just has so much guts. And, uh, that's, that's really like all I can think about. Like I've, I have no idea what's going to happen on this next game. Um, there was a point during this game emotionally where I was like, I don't think we're going to win. I think we're going to lose. Somehow we won, and here we go. And we are now going to face the Rams, our rival, who we've beat nine times in a row, who we overcame a 17-point deficit to get into the playoffs to knock off our rival Cowboys, who to me haven't really been a rival because they've been trash for 25 years. Either way, we beat the Cowboys in their own home. Then we went to Green Bay. We beat the rival Packers in their own home. Now we're going back to LA who we beat to get in. And now we're gonna go play them to go to the Super Bowl. <sighs> Football is beautiful. It's beautiful and it's poetic and the storylines are you know what what draws us in his fans And this is just, this is such a strange season, and it's been such a frustrating season, but so much of what frustrated us early on in the season is what's got us to this point. 2019, we just ran through everybody, and it was like everything was just clicking out of the gate, and we were firing, and... You know, it it was super fun. Like, 2019 was fun. This season was frustrating, and every week it was like we were having a heart attack. And they wanted to just make it painful to watch. But they just kept winning and winning and figuring out and correcting it. And I have gained so much respect and appreciation for Shanahan this season. It is. He has, he has shown why he, how he's developed as a coach. He's shown that, Hey, you know what? I can build a team. I can build a damn good team. I can develop players. I can develop damn good players. I can scout players. I can find really fucking good players. I can pick coaches. I can find really good coaches that fit my scheme and my team. I can develop coaches into coaching candidates and promote and develop. I can turn a team around. I can build a culture. And... There is... I just... I have, I have so much more faith in Shanahan after this season. I wasn't really sure how things would go in the beginning of the season. You know, when we... I got to be honest, like the the low point of the season for me was when we lost to the Colts. That's when I was like, "You know what? I think I think this season is a waste. I don't see the point in what we're doing. Just throw all the young guys in because we're not going anywhere." And I was wrong. I was wrong. Shanahan righted the ship and now we're going to the NFC championship. So, yeah, just crazy game. Like I I don't really want to like rattle off like stats and things like that. It was just it was a crazy game. I mean, you saw it like it it made zero sense. It was just It was an incredible defensive performance and effort. It was a frustratingly horrible offensive effort. And then just a couple magical special team plays from a special teams unit. That's usually been the reason we lose games. We won. We won entirely off of special teams, special teams scored a touchdown. They scored two field goals and they blocked a field goal special teams accounted for 16 points essentially special teams won the game and uh I never thought I would say that <laughs> but here we are so wow yeah I uh I really hope that you are able to like me just kind of sit back and just embrace how fun this is and how crazy this season is so like i mentioned like 2019 was just a fun crazy ride this was very much a frustrating ride um but here we are and you know what we're I'll come back in a couple days. I'll do a Rams preview podcast, Um, but just soak this in, dude. Soak it in. We're going to the NFC championship again for the second time in three years. And this is also pretty cool uh, for the fifth time in 11 years. Think about that. I know we haven't won any Super Bowls recently, but the fact that this will be our fifth NFC title game, fifth NFC championship in 11 years, like we were blessed as fans. You know, that's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, how many other fan bases can say that? You know, Patriots, Chiefs. Packers like there's there's not a whole lot of teams that have had this success now again you know we've had the high highs we've had the low lows but I feel good about this I feel it's just it's it's such a weird season but I'm embracing it I am embracing it Um, yeah if, if you're going to the game on Sunday please have fun cheer your ass off. Uh, I really hope that we're going to turn that stadium into Levi's South. Kind of like when I went there, I went there week 18 for that crazy comeback over the Rams. And uh, it was, it was, there was more Niner fans there than Rams fans. It seemed like it was like 60% Niners fans. So I hope we can do that again. But yeah, just enjoy this season. Enjoy this. I mean, how many times have we been talking about the draft at this point in the season? And maybe we will be next week. Maybe we will. I don't know, but, uh, we've still got more football ahead of us. There's literally two games left in the entire season and we still get a play. We still get to watch our team play. So it's very exciting. And I don't want to get too bad too far ahead of myself, but if we can beat the Rams I think it'd be really cool to uh, send, send Jimmy off with a, send Jimmy off with a ring because again, he's, he's not the best quarterback, but uh, damn it. Everybody loves him. Every single player on this team. And I have always said that As much as Jimmy is not an elite quarterback, Jimmy is an elite teammate. Jimmy is the best teammate that you could ask for. He never says a bad thing about the guy next to him. He never throws another guy under the bus. He just shows up. He works hard. He doesn't complain. He talks up the rest of the guys around him. And he would do anything for anybody on this team. And every single person on this team loves Jimmy. And they realize this is it. So, you know what? Let's, I want to send Jimmy off with a ring. I mean, I, I, I don't think he'll be here next year. I, I really want Trey Lance. But you know what? This is 10's last ride. So we may as well send him out on top. All right. Well, I'm going to get out of here. Appreciate y'all for listening. Like, comment, subscribe. Let me know what you think. And uh, till then, go Niners.